The police have been chastised time and time again over the lack of female officers. A commission of inquiry in 2007 slated the police for their male-orientated culture. Later, the State Services Commission said women were still sorely underrepresented. Despite that, numbers have barely budged over the past decade, calling into question how committed the police really are to changing the statistics. You, that way. Can you pull to the left, sir? I want to have a talk to you. You'd be racing with a trailer, you idiot. And no lights. Constable Roslyn Whitley, or Roz, has been on the front line in Wellington for about six years. So I now require you to undergo a breast screening test without delay. Just blow as hard as you can. Blow? Yep. Oh, blow. Yep, yep. That's it. Keep going. Excellent. That's it. Peppermint Magnum if it registers. <laughs> no, that's a good, my friend. No. Hey, you know your warrants out, eh? She's 36 years old, dwarfed by many of the men she encounters, but she's not one to back down. And while she's still a minority in the police force, with women making up less than a fifth of all sworn officers, she says she can hold her own among the boys in blue. I love it. I um, have never had any issues with male colleagues. Either gender's got their own qualities, and we need each other. So, well, you might get some men who think, you know, we don't need women, but... I know they do secretly. I'm Craig McCulloch, and in this insight, I look at how much progress has been made in efforts to boost the number of women in the police service. Constable Whitley's world is a far cry from when the first 10 policewomen were appointed in 1941. Most of their work involved looking after women and children, and it took 11 years before they were given uniforms. Policewomen weren't allowed to drive patrol cars or work night shifts and they had to resign if they got married or pregnant. It wasn't uncommon to hear comments such as this one from a police officer in the mid-1950s. The New Zealand male is not disposed to treat the female of the species on an equal footing, or to acknowledge that she can do so many things that he himself thinks he is capable of doing alone. I must say about the New Zealand policewoman what I have said about the English policewoman. She cannot be given a place in the police force. She must earn it. Women were finally granted equal status and duties in 1973. About a decade ago, the police set targets for how many women they wanted in the workforce. By 2005, they hoped women would make up 20% of sworn officers. And by 2010, they were aiming for 25%. The latest figures obtained under the Official Information Act show they're still sitting at just under 18%. So why are the numbers still so low? The police force is still a boys' club. It's still a macho type of career. Susan Hornsby-Gallick is one of the country's top employment lawyers. She's been approached by three senior policewomen in the past two years who believe they've missed out on promotion because of their gender. She says there's still a pervasive attitude among the higher ranks that men are better at the job than women. Who do you picture as being a police person? It's some sort of tall, sturdy-looking bloke. And that sort of stereotype that even the public have go through into the upper ranks of the police. And, I, I mean, I don't think it's any coincidence that currently you've got two women in the top 50 roles within New Zealand. And that's unacceptable by any account. And the only explanation for that is that the police have been slower to cater or adjust to those stereotyped views than other industries might have. The picture for women gets even worse in the higher ranks. 
Just under 9% of the officers ranked inspector and above are female, and there are only two female superintendents for the whole country. There have only ever been four female superintendents. One of them, Paula Rose, left early last year after nearly 30 years with the police. She says the numbers tell a bleak story. Tuesday morning of this week I got a phone call from a, a young member of staff within police who I've been mentoring who is absolutely frustrated at her attempts at gaining any advancement. And she feels that there are two barriers for her, and one is the gender barrier, and the second one is she feels that people don't understand her ethnic background. She's sought advice, which seems to be quite conflicting. She wants to make a career of policing, and she has a lot to offer. Paula Rose says many females around the country will never see a high-ranking policewoman, which acts as a barrier in itself. She says the police need to aim higher and make a more concerted effort. Well, why couldn't it be half and half? In this day and age where you have such a range of technology options, of you know firearms and things like that, the picture of a six-foot-six male police officer is no longer the picture that we should be looking for for our police service. So why not have a police service where you see as many men as you do women? Former lecturer at Victoria University's now disbanded gender studies department, Prue Hyman, carried out a review of barriers to women in the police in 2000. I meet her at a cafe on Wellington's waterfront to compare her findings then with the reality today. Well, I think it's a bit depressing. The percentage of women represented in the police has only gone up by a couple of percentage points since then, which is not very good when they're half the population. I'd be surprised if the police got to half because there are systemic reasons that make the police a harder place, but it certainly ought to be getting up around 25-30%, I would have thought, and it's nowhere near that. I suspect that with so little change in, in 15 years that they can't be making much effort to. Ms Hyman says policing tends not to be very family-friendly, which disproportionately affects women. In most families, women still do far more of the caring and unpaid work. And, I mean, it's very, very hard to combine breastfeeding with active policing out there. You can be in a police office, but... Um, so there's bound to be some difference. And, on average, women do more of the staying home when the child's sick and all that stuff. It isn't easy, and although that's starting to change a little bit, it's not changed a heck of a lot. Back on the front line, I continue to patrol the city with Constable Whitley. Hi ladies, how are you darling? You're looking beautiful. <laughs> Be safe. <laughs> Gotta come down and look after the girls. <laughs> Constable Whitley took a year off work after having a baby in 2008 and says starting a family does hold you back to a certain extent. She says the shift work makes life difficult, which is why her husband, a detective, works flexible hours to ensure there's always someone home to care for their daughter. It's all a good saying we need to get women in these higher roles, but at the end of the day, you know, women are going to get married, they're going to have children, they're going to want to leave the police probably a lot more than what men are, to look after children. It's a woman's word to stay home and look after the kids, isn't it? It does hold you back, but no-one else can have babies, apart from women, unfortunately, so there's not really much you could do about it in that aspect. She says it's also a job that simply doesn't inspire a lot of women. The police say their research shows just one out of every eight females aged 18 to 25 
are both eligible and interested in joining the police. That compares to one in five males in the same target group. Sue Schwalger is most well known for fronting the Scott Guy murder inquiry over the past three years. No stone has been left unturned. We put all the evidence together and we put the best available evidence before the jury. We accept the jury's decision. Since the trial, she's been promoted from detective inspector to superintendent and is now the national manager of professional standards. She says ultimately, any officer's progression comes down to the choices they make. Realistically, the greatest impediment is what's in your own mind. If you think that there's impediment, then you're not going to get past that hurdle. So really it's about choice. If you choose to and, and have the desire to progress, there is ample opportunity to do that in this organisation. The lack of progression may not be a failure, it just may be a choice. Inspector Sandra Venables is area commander for the Eastern Bay of Plenty, the first female to ever hold that role. I meet her at the police college in its cafe, almost two decades after she graduated there. And there were seven women in my section. There's only two of us left in the police from my section, but that's for all a variety of reasons. She says she's never been disadvantaged because of her gender. People make a choice, don't they? The job is risky. It isn't always a pleasant job. It's usually always a challenging job. You know, there are some people that think that they can deal with that stuff and there's some people that probably know they can't. And so that's where the choice comes. Do you think that the police service at the moment suffers for a lack of women? I don't know. Um, sometimes it's easier for some people to speak to a female. You know, we need to have that diverse range because that's what we're doing, working within our communities. Our communities are diverse. We have to match that. The Wellington-based employment lawyer Susan Hornsby-Gallick is sure the imbalance is a bad thing. The skills that women bring to the table are different skills. They're less about using physical force and more about reasoning, empathy and communication. And, you know, in terms of the way our society is going, I think that would be a very good start. The Police Association says the low numbers of policewomen are clearly a problem. Its president, Greg O'Connor, says it's worrying that the percentages don't appear to have changed much over the past decade. Police should be reflective of the society we police. And I know from my career, females are often a huge advantage at de-escalating situations. And really, given the accusations, I suppose, that police have faced regarding their culture, higher percentages of females will be one of the best buffers we've got to those accusations. In Australia, the number of policewomen is much healthier. In most states, women make up about 23 to 25% of their sworn officers. But Greg O'Connor says there are logical reasons why New Zealand's lagging behind. Most of those states over there are city-states, where you can have a career in the capital without ever having to move. New Zealand, of course, geography means that if you are chasing promotion or want to expand your interests within police, you generally need to move. And that's something that is generally more difficult for the females than it is for males. We're driving down a side street in the capital and just in front of us there's a young woman, probably in her mid-twenties, crouching down with her head between her knees. So we're just going to hop out and see what's going on. Someone might try and take advantage of you or do something to you. Come on, 
Right. Constable Ros Whitley isn't worried by the low number of females. In fact, she thinks the ratio is about right. She says there's no point having an evenly split labour force when about 80% of the offenders they deal with are male. I prefer to work with a male colleague, primarily because the majority of the people that we deal with are males. And I would not feel comfortable having a female colleague working with me if we're dealing with an agro male. It's reality. And you can sugarcoat it all you like, but at the end of the day, safety is paramount. And I would rather work by myself and know that I've only got to look after myself than work with a female colleague who I know isn't as strong and dominating as what I am. I would prefer to be with a male colleague. Do you um, feel like some of your male colleagues might feel the same way? Yeah, you do get... I do have male colleagues who prefer to work with the likes of myself than with some other girls. You can understand, you know, their concerns as well when it comes to attending jobs where there's, there's potential for violence. I'm sure they're thinking the same thing as what I am. Constable Whitley says she's one of four women on her team of 13, and she wouldn't like that to jump any higher. You know, a classic example was we had a family violence incident up in Jayville not long ago, and this man ended up throwing one of our um, female officers, more or less power driving her into the ground, and her male colleague received a distress call from them and the offender was finally taken into custody. I mean, if that was her and I, there was no way we would have been able to restrain him. And one of us would have got really seriously hurt. But Inspector Sandra Venables from the Eastern Bay of Plenty isn't buying that view. I've worked night shifts by myself in very rural, remote areas, and so have other women. Other women have been the pioneers in regards to going into the armed defender squads. Years ago we had women pioneering going into CIB. You go to jobs and you use the skills that you've been taught, which is around communication, assessing a situation, considering the risks and deciding on the actions that you take. So we might be slight, but it's just as important to be able to communicate with people because that will get you out of trouble more often than not. And we have tools now, you know, we have pepper spray, we, um, we have all sorts of tactical options that we can utilise. The Minister of Police, Anne Tolley, says efforts to boost the number of women in the service haven't been fast enough. But she's confident the police executive is putting a huge effort into turning that around. It's going to take some time before there are more women, and in the meantime it is going to continue to cause them grief. But there's no quick fixes, and many of the women that I've talked to don't want to be a quick fix. They don't want to get there simply because the numbers have to look good. They want to get there because they've earned it, they're capable of it, and they want the respect that goes with that. Deputy Commissioner Viv Rickard is in charge of recruitment for the police. There is a long way to go. Am I happy we've got 18% or thereabouts? No. Do I want more? You bet. And I want that because the police needs to represent the community. He says they're trying to bring more people into the police through targeted marketing. At the moment we've taken it back, really focused on using some of our high profile women, some of our good women that are doing great work. A woman was getting abusive texts from an ex-boyfriend. Not just a few, there were hundreds, even death threats. When I saw the messages, it was clear that he could get extremely violent at any time. So I made sure she was safe until her ex-boyfriend got locked up. 
I'm Constable Penny Eggleton, and I stop those who think they're unstoppable. Traditionally, we've recruited on excitement. Who does that bring into the police? Well, young males without being sexist, these reality TV programs or you know, movies, it's all about driving cars fast and locking up baddies. That's only a small piece of our job. Policing is actually about keeping people safe and helping New Zealanders. We're really pushing the making a difference in variety. The police say they're focused on building their base of female officers. Women make up about 30% of the current recruits. I'll try just a wee bit of chicken. Yeah. There you go. Out at the police college, the recruits are lining up for dinner. Katie Price, who's 24, plays cricket for New Zealand, and she's one of the latest intake. I guess I'm always quite aware of whenever I see females in the advertising and stuff, I'm like, oh yeah, there are women who, who do this job, because yeah, definitely the, the majority of times is males out there fronting up for the police, so I know for me, I like to think I'm a little tough nugget myself anyway, and that I can bring my competitive nature and stuff into the police and not be... And I've been down by the boys or anything like that. Ms Price is one of eight females in the 40-strong wing. She says the dynamic is respectful and friendly. It's interesting, to say the least, for me going to school, which was an all-girls school and stuff, and now getting into an environment which is quite male-dominated, it's funny to see the boys' egos, and some are really massive, and some you deflate pretty quickly. And Yeah, it's interesting to see how everyone works, and you know, some people have a massive amount of respect for women and the majority do and the ones who don't very quickly get pulled up on it and so that's really cool to see. She doesn't feel like there are any barriers ahead of her and her recruit instructor Sergeant Natasha Rodley agrees. I've been to some specific women's development courses which they run more and more of now. The opportunity of that makes me really feel like I'm going on the path I want to go on now. I definitely think the sky's the limit for females. I think Katie could be the next commissioner Absolutely no problems. Maybe not the next commissioner, but, but down the line, you know, once, once she's um, got a bit more time under her belt, absolutely, I think the sky's the limit. Deputy Commissioner Viv Rickard says he's also trying to ensure that women are given many opportunities to progress. 40% of the people that have gone on development programmes are women. Given where they make up 18% of the organisation, we're really throwing our attention in that space. We have two particular development programmes that are just for women. There is no quick fix, like next year we're not going to change that. You know, if you look at it from a statistical point of view, it's going to take some time because 10 years ago, as an example, we had 2.9% of women as senior sergeants. Now we have over 10%, but it takes time for people because in order to be an inspector in police, on average it takes about 20 years. 18 years for women, 21 for men, so they're getting there quicker. Not because they've been given any special treatment, it's they've been given the opportunity to attain their aspiration. Of those women who have participated in development programmes, 17% have gone on to be promoted. After failing to meet their old targets, the police have set new ones for 2017. Hi, I'm New Zealand Police Commissioner Peter Marshall, and if you're thinking of joining the police, good on you. And if you're concerned about crime, road crashes and victimisation in our neighbourhoods, and you want a good job that keeps you challenged, you've come to the right place. I was in your position once, wondering what it would be like to join the police. And who knows, maybe one day you'll end up with my job. So far this year, about 30% of the new recruits have been female. Within four years, the police hope to be regularly exceeding that. They're also aiming to boost the percentage of senior policewomen, those ranked inspector and above, to 10%.
Pruheiman says that's unambitious and suggests that boosting the numbers really isn't a priority. Certainly if we're only talking about 10% at senior level, that seems very, very modest. I thought that is, and if they've got there, they can say, oh, tick, we're there, we don't have to worry about it. Unless you actually take active steps, look at what you're doing wrong as an organisation, more than just shove a target on, you won't get anywhere. But Viv Rickard insists the targets are ambitious. In terms of the targets for inspectors, yes, it is aspirational. The reality is it's a difficult target, and I'm not sure if we're going to achieve it. The senior sergeant's target, I think it's, once again, aspirational, and we're progressing really well in terms of that. So I'm happy with how they're progressing. Uh, it's easy to say that people aren't focused on this and don't want to make it happen. That's not correct. I'm categorical and very clear on that. I want to make sure that New Zealanders are clear that I want more women, more Māori, more Pacific, more ethnic in New Zealand police, and I won't resile away from that. He says the police have introduced new policies to make the service more family-friendly. Superintendent Sue Schwalger says it's remarkable how far the police have progressed since she first joined in 1983. After four and a half years, she left to have children and then returned going back to the police college. When I rejoined, there was flexible employment, there was breastfeeding options for those that required it. There were a whole lot of family-friendly initiatives that were brought in. So there's all those opportunities there that we have become very family-friendly and we look at flexible employment not just for women but we look at that for men and there's a lot of men that take that option as well. Parental leave is, has been included as well. So all those barriers, if they were perceived barriers back then, have now been eliminated. So the options now are pretty much endless. But the Police Association says the executive strategies are not necessarily well lined up. Greg O'Connor says while the police are pushing in some areas to make the service more family friendly, they're doing the exact opposite in others. Police are changing the way they now deploy staff. It's now much more on a needs basis which means that more people will be working shift work, generally weekend work, generally night work. And that's a strategy which is likely to impact further on those who have families, much less family-friendly practices. He says those changes will make it more difficult to retain women and is likely to keep the ratio of women to men down. At the moment, if a woman changes careers or leaves to concentrate on her family, she must return at the lowest rank. Former Superintendent Paula Rose says it's high time the executive considers changing that rule. Many other jurisdictions have far more open programs, particularly about people who have previously had police service, left, done something else and brought those skills back, or people who have served in other jurisdictions. For example, Western Australia, you can apply for any position from superintendent or above from outside the police if you have experience in some other police jurisdiction. So you've got that grounding of policing, which I think is important, but it allows that in-out flow, brings new blood, allows you to focus on getting the best people in and brings new ideas and new experiences. But the police minister, Anne Tolley, doesn't believe that's where the solution lies. What we have to remember is police are constantly being trained. Now, if a person leaves the police and then wants to come back in, they have to go back through training, depending on how long they've been out, simply because laws change. You know, these are people that we, the community puts a lot of power in their hands. We give police the access to weapons so they're able to use force against community. So you've, you couldn't just helicopter someone in from outside because they haven't had all that background, all that training and more importantly all that experience. There's just one woman on the police executive team and she's an unsworn staff member. Paula Rose says in this day and age that's unacceptable. 
She says there are many capable women who should be there. Commitment is what you do and it's the results you achieve. It's not just the words you say. If we even look at the police executive at the moment, we see a, an absence of a gender balance. To be honest, if we go back to Peter Doomsday, even he was enlightened enough to have a woman representative, and she was a constable at the time, to sit on the police executive to offer a different view. And I'm not saying that's the tact that should be taken now, but I think there are a number of very capable women who should be sitting at that executive table and offering a different voice. And I know the calibre of some of those fantastic women in place. And quite simply, I know for sure that there should be more of them represented at the senior ranks. They've certainly got what it takes. But Sue Schwalger cautions while it would be good to have more women in the executive, they must be ready to take on the mantle. Those of us who have reached inspector level and, and superintendent level want more to come along those, those ranks. But we want credible and capable women. We don't want tokenism and we don't want people that aren't credible because for those of us who have been promoted, we don't want to lose that credibility. Deputy Commissioner Viv Rickard agrees the executive is not yet fully representative, but he says improvements will take time. Look, there's one Marty, it's me. There's one woman, she's come from uh, external. We've actually got one other uh, who runs our policy shop who's part of our executive decision-making as well. So the numbers are, are small, that's got, got to be accepted. Uh, I've got no Pacific people, got no ethnic, but in the future I think you'll see the mix of that a little bit different. People will be impatient, I get that, but I'm setting our organisation up to be better for the future. Will we ever see a female commissioner, do you think? Yep, of course we will. How far away is that? I don't know. Um, the reality is, is we haven't got an assistant commissioner level female at the moment, so it's going to be some, some time, but hopefully it's not too far away. Hey lads! Everything okay? Excellent. Have a good night. Be safe. The police say they're on track to meet their 2017 targets, but that's unlikely to placate the cries of those who say progress needs to happen faster. For Constable Ros Whitley, it's still the early years of her career, but she's confident she has a strong future with the police ahead of her. You get a passion in the police of what you want to do, and some people's passion is joining the CIB and, and investigating more serious stuff. Mine is being out on the street and looking after members of the public and helping put people away, bringing people to justice. So my ultimate goal is to, I'm wanting to look at either um, inspector or superintendent. I'm Craig McCulloch and that's Insight for this week. If you'd like to contact us, you can send us an email to insight at radionz.co.nz or send us a tweet at rnz underscore insight. I wrote and presented that programme. It was produced by Gareth Thomas with technical production by Jeremy Veal.